a tempestuous wind called Eroclodon. And when the ship was called and could not bear up under the wind, we let her drive. And after running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, staked sail, and so were driven. And we, being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us, and all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after a long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosened from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, and whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. And drop down to verse 29. And the Bible said, Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. Now slide down to verse 41. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' uh, counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest some on boards, uh, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all escaped to land. Thank you. Be seated. Our Father, we bow before you, Lord, this morning. And thank you, Father, for the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, for recording things that happened back then that they can help us up here where we're at, Lord, today. May the Holy Spirit, I pray, uh, take the Word of God that happened back then and make it applicable for right now today. Uh, Lord, this uh, Sunday, uh, I believe the 10th of January 2021, and give us something, Lord, for today. And uh, Lord, as you help Paul back there in his storm, help us up here in ours. We pray for all those that, uh, Lord, today that know you. Uh, Lord, they know their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we pray you'd continue to strengthen them day by day and encourage them. And then, Lord, for those that might be sitting among us today that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray the Lord would have mercy and visit their hearts one more time and they might respond to this visitation of God in a positive way and be saved by the grace of God or get the courage to, Lord, confess that they are saved. And, uh, Lord, may you help us today. And answer the prayers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Apostle Paul finds himself and 276 other people 
in one, if not the worst storm of their life. The preacher, who was Paul, he had warned them about it in verse 10. And he said, Sir, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. And uh, they didn't listen to the preacher. And that's the problem today. That's why we're in the mess we're in today. Uh, our country and leaders and people have failed to listen to the man of God. Uh, and so they took off anyway, and they found themselves in a great storm called the Rockladon. Storms are pretty bad when you go to naming them. Uh, most of them don't get named, but they get to be a hurricane or a cyclone or something like that. They, they put names on them. And so they named this storm. That's how bad it was. They made some preparations or tried to. In verses 16 through 19, after they kind of got started in the storm, said running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, stake sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest the next day, they lightened the ship. And so they made some preparation. They worked some on the ship, and they throwed some stuff off the ship, and they made some preparation, but not enough. Uh, most of us have made some preparation for the storm that we're in, but maybe not enough. And it said here that the persistence of the storm, because it went on so long, it says there in verse 20, that when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. So because of the persistence of the storm, even though they had made preparation and ignored the warning of the preacher, because of that they came to a place where they lost all hope that anything would ever get any better or ever be any different. And, uh, and I want to look at this this morning, and I want to give you three thoughts out of it today, because I think we're in a storm. Uh, I believe today that we're in a storm like we have never seen before. And uh, I'd like to tell you it's going to be over with this week and everything go back to normal, uh, but I don't believe that's the case. Uh, in reality, uh, it may get worse before it gets better. Uh, but what I want to tell you about this morning is in this storm that we're in, and even though we have all done a lot of things to try to prepare for this storm, it's still here. And, uh, and I want to give you three things out of this storm story that they did that I think you and I need to do about right now. Uh, you say, what are they? Well, they're all right here in the text. And in verse 21... The Bible said, but after a long absentee, Paul stood forth in the midst. Paul had broken away from the other group, and the Bible said that he had been helping up on the deck. Uh, I'm reminded of the story of D.L. Moody that was caught on a ship uh, crossing uh, the ocean, and a fire broke out on the ship, and uh, they were trying to pass water to put out the fire, 
and uh, there was a man standing there the way they do. They'd line up in a line and they'd pass a bucket of water down the line. The last guy would throw it on the fire. D.L. Moody and another fellow was right there in the middle of the line and as they passed the water down, the other fellow knowing Mr. Moody and knowing of his uh, great preaching and knowing of his spirituality, I guess he was trying to seem spiritual and he said, Mr. Moody said, why don't you and I go down below and pray? And Mr. Moody said, uh, why don't we pass water and pray? Uh, sometimes... Uh, uh, sometimes you have to help, amen. You have to help pass the water as well as pray. But sometimes it does reach a time when that uh, it's time to quit passing water and pray. And so Paul went down and Paul began to pray, which is my first point I want to give you this morning. I want to say in this storm that you and I are in, pray hard. Pray hard. The Bible said that Paul went down and he prayed for a long time. I often hear people make this statement, most of the time preachers, and oftentimes they'll make this statement, they'll say it don't matter how long you pray. Usually when they say that, they don't pray very long. Usually when they say that, they're trying to excuse their own flimsy prayer life of five or ten minutes a day. But there is a time when that you are to pray long. Thank God that God hears short prayers. Amen. I'm glad He hears short prayers as long as long prayers. But there's nothing wrong with praying long. And there is a time when that people need to pray long. Amen. The Bible said that after a long absentee, Paul had been down there a long time. He'd been down there praying long. He'd been down there... Uh, praying hard. Amen. People say, well, it don't matter how long you pray. Well, did to Jesus, he asked the disciples, couldn't you pray an hour? Couldn't you, couldn't you pray one hour in a crisis like that I'm in right now? And uh, I think that in the time that we're in, one of the greatest things that you and I can do is to pray hard. Amen. Uh, spend time alone with the Lord. Uh, uh, every person, you know, ought to have a set time of prayer during the day. And I don't say this in any other reason other than to encourage you, I, I, but I try to pray seven to eight hours a week. I, I try to pray, talk to the Lord. I, you'll say, why? Because we need it, amen. I, I, because I need it, and we need uh, time alone with God uh, uh, to pray, uh, Lord, uh, about all the things. You say, well, Brother Rick, I've been praying, uh, but it seemed like my prayers aren't answered. Uh, did you ever stop and think about this? Maybe we're praying the wrong way. Amen. Maybe we're praying for something that's not going to happen. Amen. Maybe we're praying for a revival that's never going to come. Maybe we're praying for a nation that's too far gone. Uh, uh, maybe we need to ask God to help us to pray in the right way. Amen. Uh, I got this book here. I like it. It's... It's from the 16th and 17th century, and uh, all it is is prayers. And I like, uh, I like to read this book. I read it every day. But I think about how different that they prayed back then uh, than we pray today. You say, what do you mean? Well, we pray today, you know, for Lord bless my family. Uh, we pray today for uh, Lord to help me to keep a job or help me to get money to pay my bill. But listen how they prayed in the 16th and 17th century. 
says, Give me to feel a need of continual saviorhood, and cry with Job, I am vile, and with Peter I perish, and with the publican be merciful to me a sinner. Subdue me in the love of subdue in me the love of sin. Let me know the need of revindication as well as of forgiveness. I am often straying often knowingly opposing thy authority, often abusing thy goodness. Much of my guilt arises from my religious privileges and my low estimation of them, my failure to use them uh, to thy advantage. Isn't that some prayer there? Sounds different what we do today, don't it? Let me give you couple of more of them they just stir my heart listen to this one thou art all my good in times of peace my only support in days of trouble my one sufficiency when this life is over amen listen to this one let me to honor the, help me to honor thee by believing before I feel wow Help me to honor thee by believing before I feel, for great is the sin if I make feeling a cause of my faith. That's something. Listen to this. To be, help me, Lord, to be religious before I profess religion. To leave the world before I enter the church. To set my affections on things above. To shun forbidden follies and vanities. To be a dispenser as well as a partaker of grace. To be prepared to bear evil as well as good. Listen to this one. 17th century. Most men seem to live for themselves without much or any regard for thy glory or for the good of others. Help me to know continually that there can be no true happiness and no fulfilling of thy purpose for me apart from a life lived in and for the Son of thy love. Amen. I love this one here. Deliver me from the natural darkness of my own mind from the corruptions of my own heart, from the temptations to which I am exposed, from the daily snares that attend me. I am in constant danger while I am in this life. Let thy watchful eye ever be upon me for my defense. Amen. Sound different the way we pray, don't it? Sound like they had a, had a real close walk with God. And I'm saying to you in this time that you and I are living in, that you and I need to pray hard. Uh, and we need to pray long. Amen. Uh, Paul prayed long. And Paul felt that Jesus was listening when he prayed. Uh, 
Do you feel that way? Do you feel like your prayers are being heard by the Lord? Or do you feel like they go about this high and they fall back and nothing ever comes of them? The Bible said in verse 22, when Paul was a-praying, he said, There stood by me this night the angel of God. Uh, When you study that out throughout the Bible, that angel of God uh, is the Lord himself. Amen. Uh, And Paul said, I felt like God was there uh, uh, standing by me. Uh, He felt like Jesus was listening when he prayed. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you that prayer, pray hard. You say, why? Prayer gets people fired up. Amen. Uh, If you see somebody fired up for God, I'll show you somebody that's been praying and talking to the Lord. Amen. You say, how do you know that Paul was fired up? Prayer fires up faith. Not much prayer, not much faith. Amen. I know know faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But I'll tell you, these two things go hand in hand, prayer and faith. Amen. Why the Bible said in itself in the book of Jude, he said, praying in your most, build up your faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You see, prayer fires up faith. You say, how you know? Because after we just read back earlier, it said all hope that they should be saved was gone. But after Paul went and prayed hard and prayed long, Paul had this to say in verse 25, I believe God. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, doubt, doubt can be overcome by the word of God and prayer. Amen. Prayer does some things. You say, what does it do? Prayer helps us with our fear. I'll tell you, praying will help you a lot more than social media. Prayer will help you a lot more than all the things that we do. You know what that does? That incites fear. That makes you fear more. Amen. But when we go along and we get along with God and pray, that helps our fear. Look what he said there. The Bible said that he said in verse 24, He said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, whom I have served, verse 24, saying what? Uh, Saying, Fear not, Paul. Uh, Why did did he get that fear not? Because he's been alone with God, uh, and he's been praying hard, and he's been praying long. uh, And God has assured him, Paul, uh, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, It's going to be okay. Amen. Uh, uh, You see, we got one of them scenarios here like I preached in last Sunday night. Uh, uh, One of them things where the reason Peter could sleep in jail in Acts 12 uh, is because over in John 21, the Lord had already told him, uh, uh, you're not going to die until you get to be an old man. Uh, And he knew he wasn't an old man, so he knew they wasn't going to cut his head off, so he slept like a baby. Uh, Uh, Well, you got the same thing here. Uh, uh, You got God telling Paul in verse 24, said, Don't be afraid, Paul. Uh, Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God. Uh, In other words, he said, You ain't going to die in this storm. You ain't going to die in this shipwreck. Uh, uh, You've got to go before Caesar. Uh, And so Paul knew uh, uh, that he wasn't going to die. It helped his fear, helped his faith. He said, I believe God. Uh, 
and it helped him to find answers. Uh, uh, do you know that we need answers every day of my life? Uh, uh, many times a day uh, uh, for many, many years uh, I've prayed this prayer. Uh, I say, God, uh, I need wisdom. The Bible said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God to give it to all men liberally and upbraided not. Uh, uh, from the very first time that God uh, called me to preach before I ever even preached my first sermon, uh, God laid upon my heart as about a 25-year-old man. Uh, uh, God laid upon my heart to pray this prayer uh, and uh, God led me to pray this prayer. Uh, uh, God, give me wisdom beyond my years. Uh, uh, and for the last 40 years, I've been praying for God uh, uh, to give me wisdom. Amen. Uh, uh, well, God, that ain't just for me. That's for you. You need wisdom uh, uh, to know what to do on your job. You need wisdom to know what to do with your children. Uh, uh, you need wisdom to know what to do financially. Uh, uh, you need wisdom in a lot of thousand different ways. Uh, and the Bible said if any man lack wisdom, uh, let him ask God uh, who give it to all men liberally. In other words, he give you a bunch of it. Amen. Uh, and you can tell it when it's from God because James said the wisdom that comes from God. Uh, it's peace uh, he said it's peaceable it's good amen uh, uh, when God gives you wisdom so I want to say to you this morning I want to say what you and I need to be doing right now is that we need to pray hard amen uh, pray hard uh, number two look what he said in verse 29 then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. Number one, pray hard. Number two, anchor deep. In this time that you and I are living in, uh, we need to be anchored. Amen. Uh, you say, why? There's a lot of winds blowing out there. Uh, political winds, religious winds, uh, uh, false winds, all kinds of winds. Uh, and you and I need to be anchored deep. Amen. Not only pray hard, uh, but you and I need to be anchored deep. You see, when he prayed hard, uh, did you notice uh, that the storm didn't stop? The Bible said he prayed hard, God met with him. But the Bible said that the storm went on a long time. Verse uh, 27, I don't know what day it was when he prayed, but verse 27 said, and when the 14th night was come, it went on for a while. You and I have lived in an age in our lifetime where that things don't last very long. Uh, whenever a little problem comes up with all the technology and all the medical uh, science and everything we got, uh, our problems are soon quickly fixed. Uh, uh, but we've come down to a time in our life uh, uh, when the, the problems we're in have not been quickly fixed. Uh, I thought last March, I thought all this would be over pretty much by June. I certainly thought it had been over by the fall, but I want you to know it's still going on with not much end in sight. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying that the storms, even though we pray hard, you don't stop praying just because the storm don't stop. You pray hard and you anchor deep, my friend. The Bible said they cast out four Anchors, the Bible said. You say, well, uh, what, what, what are we anchored to? Well, the Bible said they cast out four anchors, and I'm sure that they were anchored probably to a rock down there somewhere in the sea. But in our text today, 
The Bible said they were anchored, they, Paul was anchored to Christ. You and I need to be anchored to Christ. We need to be anchored to the Lord Jesus. You say, why? Because he's not going to move. He's not going to change. Because he is the anchor that holds, thank God. I like what it said over in Hebrews 6, verse 19 and 20 over there. The Bible talks about an anchor over there. And I like what it has to say over there in Hebrews 6. The Bible said in verse 19, which hope we have, we have. Somebody said, we ain't got no hope. Well, you must not be saved. Because we that are saved have hope. And the Bible said, which hope we have, an anchor of the soul. There's an anchor to hold the soul of man, uh, even in the worst of times, even in the worst storms. Uh, And he said, most sure, I like that, most sure and steadfast which entereth in that within the veil where the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus. You say, what's that mean? That means he's already entered in. Amen. We ain't entered in yet, but he's already entered in into the veil. And we're anchored to him. Amen. And thank God he can hold us in the time of storm. They were anchored in Christ. Let me say this. You ought to be anchored in Christ Jesus. In this storm we're in. You ought to pray hard, but you ought to anchor deep in Jesus. You say, I got saved when I was a 10. I ain't never growed much. You need to anchor deeper. You need to keep growing in the Lord and aching deeper in the Lord, learning more things about the Lord. Amen. But then I see this. The ship they're in, the ship there. Been many a song wrote, many a sermon preached. How that this ship in some ways is like the church or like the old ship of Zion we call it many times uh, and in Acts 27 31 Paul said uh, except these abide in the ship uh, you cannot be saved uh, uh, let me say we need to be anchored in Christ uh, but then we need to be anchored in the church amen uh, Uh, Listen, I'm not talking about losing your salvation, but I'm talking about if you're not anchored in the church, there's some things you cannot be saved from. Amen. I'm looking at a bunch of folks that not only are anchored in Christ, but you're anchored in the church. You say, how do you know that? Because I've been seeing uh, your sweet faces uh, all during this COVID, all during this time. Uh, I've been seeing you. Uh, You say, why? You were anchored in the church. Amen. Uh, uh, Listen, we need to be anchored in Christ uh, and we need to be anchored in the church. uh, And I promise you this, I promise you this, I promise you this, uh, uh, that those of you that have been anchored in the church have been attending church uh, you're making it a lot better than those who have not. There's some things you can't be saved from unless you abide in the church. I mean, we all having doubts, just our flesh, amen? But I promise you this, when you and I have doubts, and we're doubting on Monday and Tuesday. We go down to the house of God on Wednesday or down to the house of God on Sunday and we hear the word of God. It helps our faith. Amen. Now, you know how you're making it right now. 
But let me ask you this, how good would you be making it today if you hadn't been to a church service for over a year? You wouldn't be making it too good. Amen. What about this? You see, unless you abide in the church, anchored in the church, you can't keep from having bad doubts. And unless you are anchored in the church, you know what boats do that ain't anchored in a storm? They drift. They drift. And you know, we first started this COVID thing out, and there for a while we were all watching online. We started out, we have sometimes 150, 160 people watching online. I hadn't asked Tyler in a long time, I hadn't even asked him how many watch on a Sunday morning. Of course, a lot of you is here now, but I promise you that a lot of the people that was watching Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, most of them may, may be watching Sunday morning, and I doubt if very many of them watch much past that. You say, why? Because unless you're anchored in the church, unless you're anchored there, you can't be you can't be saved from the temptations out there when Brother Rick ain't preaching good or when the singing ain't good to turn it off and watch some show on television and you're going to drift, you're going to drift, you're going to drift, amen. We need to be anchored in Christ. We need to be anchored in the church. We need to be anchored in a coming day. Look at verse 27. I think it is, uh, verse 33, I'm sorry, chapter 27, verse 33. And while the day was a coming on, amen, you say, what are they doing? They're looking for a better day. They're looking for a day that's a coming, amen. I, I tell you, I'm looking for that day that's a coming, amen. I, I, my hope is not in Washington. I, my hope is not in the White House. I, I, my hope is not in uh, some leader that's going to rise and make everything better. I, I, they hadn't been one to rise over all these many years. I, I, they ain't going to be one to rise. I, I, but thank God one's already risen from the tomb I, I, three days after he died. I, and he's coming back and he's not going to just make it better. He's going to make it perfect. Perfect. Uh, amen. Uh, he ain't going to be able to be impeached or voted out or assassinated. Uh, uh, thank God my hope is built on Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, my hope is built on the solid foundation of Jesus. I'm anchored deep in Him. Uh, I'm anchored in the church. Uh, I'm anchored in the coming of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> All this stuff coming on makes me think we're going out. Amen. Maybe we've been praying the wrong way. Maybe we've been praying God stop it. Maybe we ought to pray God pour it on. Let it come. Get us out of here, Lord. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. I remember Brother Nathan before he left this world. I remember him telling me one time it was. I think it was probably during election time or something. Something was going on. He was worried about these planes that were flying over spraying all this stuff in the summertime and he'd been doing a lot of checking on that a lot of studying on that and he was worried about that and uh and he said you know brother rick he said uh 
Well, I like that. Jesus is coming soon. Brother Nathan said, Brother Rick said, I think I've been praying the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've been praying all this stuff and stopping everything. And he said, I'm just going to start praying that it'll all just come on. I, I said, well, Brother Nathan, what are you going to do that for? He said, because Jesus can't come anyway until some of this stuff happens. So I'm just going to pray that God will just pour it on. Amen. Anchored. Pray hard. Anchor deep in Christ, in the church, in a day that's coming. Boy, get that in your heart and spirit and mind where that you can't go a day without thinking this might be the day. Amen. Get your blessed hope in the, in the coming of the Lord, the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. And if you're not anchored in the day, if you're not anchored in the church, if you're not anchored in the coming of the Lord, if you're not anchored in Christ, you're drifting. You know what happens to ships that drift? They get damaged. Look at verse 29. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks. That's why they cast them anchors. Because they knew there's some stuff out there if they wasn't anchored, they'd hit it. And it'd do damage to the ship. Not only that, but you see, if that ship's not anchored, especially in a storm, it's going to depart. Just going with every which way the wind blows. You know what's going on in the church today? She's departing. A lot of the people have departed the church. You say, why? Because they didn't anchor deep. They didn't pray hard, amen. The Bible said, pray, said after a long absentee, pray hard. The Bible said, and after uh, fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, we cast out four anchors. Anchor deep. Look at verse 44. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass they escaped all safe to land. Pray hard. Anchor deep. Hold on. Amen. You see in verse 41 it said, And falling into place, where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the fourth part, or the back part of the ship, struck fast and remained unmovable. Brother Brock, Brother McCurry and I was talking about preaching one day, and Brother McCurry was talking about sermons. We always wanted to preach. God never did let us. And he said, Brother Rick, I've always wanted to preach out of Acts 27, verse 41. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, it said there, that they ran the ship aground and the forepart struck fast and remained unmovable and the hinder part was broken. Uh, and he said, I always wanted to preach on what to do when you lose your hind end. But he said, God never would let me. The hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion willing to save Paul. They're all saved because of Paul. 
They're all saved because of one man. All of us are saved because of one man, and it ain't Paul. It's the same man that saved Paul, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, and he commanded that they which could swim could cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. You say, what's that mean? That means some of them had already went on. Some of them had already got there before the others did. Miss Amy, Brother Ivan's already swam on. He's already got there before the rest of us did. Miss Alla, Brother Gordon's already swam on. He's already got there before the rest of us did. Miss Linda, Brother Chuck's already swam on. He's already got there before the rest of us did. Uh, and we wept at their funeral. We wept because they were gone. Uh, we miss them because they're not here. But in reality, boy, they got blessed of God. Uh, uh, they don't know nothing about what COVID is. Uh, uh, they don't know nothing about anybody storming the White House. Uh, uh, they don't know anything about all this stuff we're hearing over and over again. Uh, uh, the Bible said the righteous are called away and no Nobody considers it that they're called away from the evil that is to come, the Bible said. Isaiah. So, you pray hard, you anchor deep, and you hold on. Now, if that ship, if that ship, if we use it as a type of the church, it wasn't destroyed, it was just broken up. There was just some bits and pieces left and that's what they had to hold on to. You and I, we need to anchor in the church and stay with the church. I know there's been a lot of changes to the church. I know there's been a lot of things gone that shouldn't have gone. Been a lot of things come in that shouldn't have come in. I know the church ain't what she used to be. Uh, but hold on to her church. Uh, amen. Church, hold on to the church. Uh, you say, why? Because he's coming back for the church. Amen. No, we're not that glorious church without spot or blemish right now. We got plenty of blemishes. But when he comes back and gets through with us, we're going to be without spot and without blemish. Amen. So the verse for our day, I'm just like y'all. I get all kinds of stuff every day. I send it to you. You send it to me. And there's so much stuff that you don't know what to believe or what not to believe. Some of it you hope's true, but you don't know it's true. But I'm going to give you the Bible verse for our day. This is the Bible verse for our day. Don't forget it. Write it down. Stick it on your phone. You say, what is it? It's 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21. You say, what does it say? It says, prove all things. Is that all it says? No. It says, hold fast to that which is good. You got to hold fast to it. Somebody must be trying to take it away. Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. 
Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. Uh, Hold fast to that which is good. Uh, uh, Church and going to church and assembling together as we see the day approaching. That's all good. Amen. Uh, But you and I, we send out so much junk. We listen to so much junk uh, uh, that we don't know if it's true or if it ain't true. Uh, uh, Listen, facts check it and then check the facts checker. Dr. Grady's famous saying is, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. Check the Sunday school teacher out. Check the preacher out. Check the evangelist out. Check it out. Amen. Check check, check out Newsmax. Check out Fox News. Check out CNN. Check out all the others out there. Amen. Check it out. Save yourself a whole lot of worry. Prove all things. Hold on. You say, what are they holding on to? Look at verse 22. I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life. You say, what is that? That's the word. You know what they're holding on to? They're in that ship. They know one person on that ship knows God. They know he's been down there talking to God for an hour more, long time, uh, and he comes back up. They've seen enough of him to know he knows God. Uh, and this man said, God said, uh, uh, there ain't none of you going to die. You know what they're doing? They're holding on uh, uh, to the Word of God that come through this man of God. Uh, uh, they're holding on to the Word of God. Uh, let me tell you something. Hold on to the Word of God. Uh, Hold on to it when it don't make sense. Uh, Hold on to it when it looks like it's wrong. Uh, Hold on to it when the devil tries to pull it out of your hand. Uh, Hold on to it when people say it ain't true. Uh, Hold on to it when people try to give you another version. Hold on to the Word of God. Pray hard. Anchor deep. Hold on. It's going to get worse before it gets better. You know what they held on to? The Word. You know what they held on to? And the rest of them on boards and broken pieces. Not even a whole board. Not only hold on to the Word, but hold on what's left. Amen. Yes, sir, the church ain't what she used to be. Probably never will be what she used to be again in this world. But you hold on to what's left of her. Amen. Jesus said, I, I give you no greater burden. I put no greater burden on you than this, that you strengthen the things that remain. Hold on to what's left. Hold on. Look at verse 44. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass, they all escaped safe to land. Now we're going to have to go over into verse chapter 28, verse 1. And when they escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. You know what that word Melita means? Look it up. I wouldn't make it up. Look it up. That word, Lita, 
That word means honey. You say, so what? They held on, they escaped, uh, they held on to what was left. They held on to boards and pieces of board, but they all came safely on the other shore. Uh, and the place they come to on the other shore was a place uh, as sweet as honey, thank God. Sweet as honey. Yes, sir, church. This ain't no time to leave the camp. This ain't no time to throw in the towel. I don't care if they burn the White House down. It's not a time to forsake church. It's not a time to forsake the Bible. It's not a time to forsake God. I, I understand why those people did what they did. I understand they're frustrated. I, they've been listening to a lot of things, true and untrue. I understand that. But thank God there was multiplied thousands up there that was God-fearing people that loved their country, that loved God, that didn't do a thing wrong. Amen. I, that's my crowd there. I, I want you to know, listen, I, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray hard. I, I'm going to anchor deep and I'm going to hold on. I, Watch the show. Amen. I'm glad I'm saved. You say, what's that mean? I got a front row seat. Amen. I just want to watch it all. I just want to watch that word of God I'm holding on to be fulfilled. I want, I want to watch my prayers be answered. And I want to watch myself make it to the other shore. Amen. You in the boat? I'm in the boat. I mean, he's in the boat this morning. We're going to make it short. Bible said Jesus put him in the boat. He said, go over to the other side. When Jesus says you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. He said, how do you know that? Because he's in the boat. And there is no history anywhere, there is no history anywhere of any boat going down that Jesus was a captain of. Amen. If you're not saved today, you ought to get in the boat. If you are saved today, you ought to pray hard. You say, well, I'm praying, pray harder. If you're saved today, pray hard. You say, I'm anchored, anchor deeper. Anchor deeper. You say, I'm holding on, get you a tighter grip. And hold on. Father, we thank you this morning.